And so that's maybe a great place to start our environment and uh, how that relates. Now, you know, I'm a financial guy. It's a financial show. But whether whether your goals are, and you know, I'll always get, hey, Todd, not everybody's interested in money and finance. And I would, of course, respond, why not? <laughs> why not? And, you know, I, I, I think a lot of that has to do with, with some of what we're going to talk about, which is that they just don't believe it's feasible, it's reasonable, it's real, it's possible in their lives. And so they just kind of shut down and say, well, you know, that's that's not something for me. Well, that's their, that's attitude, isn't it? But not respective of, of, of if you do or don't come from that school of thought, whether you're, you know, looking to lose weight, get in shape, start a business, increase your income, uh, buy your, 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 purchase your first investment property, almost doesn't matter. It has everything to do with your attitude towards things because anybody can, you know, babble on and talk about things, but actually doing things is, is different. And, the critical points in that is that the area that you come from, the associations that you have that shape all of our beliefs, uh, which, which invariably limit our, our, our thinking, those are all such large components in, in one's life and, and so often dictate the trajectory of your life going forward. So, you know, I would I would like to talk about some of those things because I I know that there are folks out there listening to me right now. You may be one of them who is doing a job that you don't enjoy, feel stuck, um, maybe have great aspirations, but but you're you're you feel like you're so far away from where you want want to be or what you want to do that it almost doesn't seem possible. It feels like you're just reaching in the nebula and and nothing's there and i i say this because i was there i i know what that's like <clears throat> and and i you know i recall uh some of you've heard my story when my wife had cancer when we were young young people just married you know had a little child born with cerebral palsy had overwhelming medical bills certainly not doing what i wanted to do um trying to get com- complete an education um and uh, even before that, delivering pizzas and pounding nails, doing framing construction. Oh yeah, before before we had everybody had nail guns <laughs> in the construction world. Um, you know, we and I did all those things. You know, and I I think if I recall back, I think my average uh, wage was about seven and a half bucks an hour. And of course, inflation—that's the time value of money that has changed that. But it wasn't a lot of money. And I had big dreams and big aspirations. You know, I think if I had, to the people whom I was working with at the time, you know, um, if I had told them the things that I would inevitably do, where I am now, um, an instructor teaching classes to financial advisors and attorneys and CPAs and doing a radio show, having a consulting business that, that makes a pretty considerable amount of money, uh, I don't think... Any, I, I think most people would have laughed at me, and and I don't think that I could have dealt with that type of of uh, ridicule at that time because my spirit would have been crushed. And so I didn't say anything to anybody. I just went about my business and had my own thoughts. And I know there's those of you who are out there listening to this who 
who feel who feel those things and and have those aspirations and are back where I was at one point. And so I want to give you, uh, hopefully, uh, give you the belief that you can accomplish anything. You really can. And when I look at some of the folks that I've had on the show as guests and the amazing achievements that they've had that that make anything that I've done uh, seem minuscule, I recognize that probably the main reason for that is because they just believed that they could. And maybe at that time, I didn't have the courage to believe that I could do the, the big, really big things that they did. Now, in comparison, and see, we all like to do that. And, and that's why you'll hear me so often say, when, we, when you compare yourself to average people, don't be so impressed because the bar is pretty low. And I really mean that. Uh, but, you know, um, we all do it. <laughs> and so, you know, maybe... If I look at myself and and in and and in the light of the average uh, person, maybe I can I can take great you know comfort in the fact that that I've done better than the average uh, folks out there. But in comparison to some of some of the people that I've uh, met with and interviewed, wow, what was wrong with me? And again, I'll say probably just didn't have the courage to see that far, and that had to do with my environment. Uh, and my associations. Had I hung out with people like that all the time, had the conversations that I had throughout been with other people of that mind, I have a feeling that I would have succeeded even more. Now, I, I, I'm not done in my life, um, and I expect to continue and, and to do many other things, hopefully some, some great things. But it does have so much to do with what you can actually see yourself doing. And so to that degree, you have to be willing to change that environment. That is a scary thing. Uh, and and the, the association. So obviously when I say environment, I say the people that you coalesce with, the things that you listen to. Because, you know, there's all kinds of things all around us. And what we choose to pick out of the air is pretty important. Uh, and we pick the things out of the air that, that, that we believe are relatable to us. Well, you have to, on some level, reject the things that are comfortable. And you have to look for things that, that, uh, are, are, are big and, uh, big goals, uh, large in scale. And I remember here just recently listening to, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger talk to a graduating, uh, college graduating class. And he talked about how hard he worked. And, you know, you've heard me say this before. And many, many times I'll tell you that working hard is not enough. You have got to be willing to work hard. That's just, frankly, the easy part because that's the pursuit of your goals. It's like, you know, if you've ever, if you've ever done a task and you've been so focused on completing the task that when you look down, You've cut your hands and you're bleeding, but you didn't even realize it because you were so fixated on completion of that task. That's that's a, a situation where if you work hard, you don't even realize it because in your mind it doesn't even matter. You're so focused on what you're trying to do. That's the way you need to be. You need to have red-hot desire to accomplish your, your goals and to get there. Now, I like to spend a lot of time, uh, at least to the degree that I can without getting 
too far or too deep in the water. I'd like to focus on some of the technical aspects of of succeeding. You know, we talk about purchasing real estate. We talk about the specific formulas. We talk about that as it relates to investing. We talk about that as it relates to, to building a business and a lot of other things. But the truth is that none of those those comprehensive details or technical aspects really matter unless you really are going to do it. But having said that, you can more see yourself doing something if you understand the recipe and the formula to get there because it becomes more real. And that's why, you know, when we build out, when we create business plans, you have to use breadcrumbs, not just for the people who maybe you want to convince to provide financing to you and your business or to invest in you and your business, but you have to do it for yourself. You actually have to see the reaching, as as Zig Ziglar says. You have to be able to see every every step along the way and believe that you can do it. And the irony is that when you do see every step, it becomes so much more feasible that it can actually be accomplished, that you can do the thing, whatever that thing is, you can do it because you see how, how to get there. But when you don't have that, it's all Greek to you, per se, and it doesn't seem real at all because you're just sitting there saying, boy, that would be great to go from here to there, but all the steps in between, I have no idea how to begin it, much less if I got one step in front of me where I would go next. <clears throat> so that's why I always say that the more detailed your plans are, the more real they become. And you have to do that. So if you want to begin it, the first thing you do is write down as much as you know between where you are now and where you want to be. You want to write down every step that you can think of along the way. Now, you're not going to know every step along the way, but you can certainly come up with the challenges and the things that you think are going to be problematic along the way. Once you do that, once you put that down, and I mean physically write it on paper. Now, you know, for you folks who are younger, you millennials, you'll, you'll invariably, you know, plug it into your phone or stick it into your laptop. But I believe that there's something magical that happens when you actually take your, your hand and put your, put a pen in your hand and write it down on paper. I just, I, you know, maybe I'm just old school. Maybe I'm just old period. But I think that there is something meaningful to be said about that. And, you know, you take that, you take that piece of paper, <clears throat> at the top of the piece of paper, you put where you are now, and the, however you, however you describe that, you know, because that alone is meaningful, because it, it, it's projecting a vision of, of where you are, either, either as a good thing or a frustration. And then you, at the bottom of the page, you put where you want to be. Now, remember that it, it's always dangerous to have a big goal with nothing in between. And that's why you've heard me say many times that I want, I, I, I taught my children that I want to, I want them to set goals that are so, uh, achievable, so ridiculously achievable that it's almost like, why do I need to waste time writing this thing down? But what you're doing is programming your mind to believe that whatever you write down, whatever you put in front of you, you will achieve. Not a wish. You know, uh, because if it's too large and it's not accomplishable or even more importantly, if it's not able to be accomplished readily in, in, in something that in short order you can cross off that list, 
then you're not able to continually program your mind to, to believe in the success of everything that you do. By goodness, you write it down, it's going to happen. It's not a wish, it's not a hope, it's an expectation. It's just how quickly can I get it done and cross it off the list. Well, the more frequently you do that, the more a believer you become in yourself that you can accomplish these things. And that is just, I, I, I could spend a whole day, an eight-hour class on that thing alone because it's so powerful and so meaningful. In between your page, where you are now and where you want to be, you begin putting as though you have headings of a paragraph. You begin to put in the things that you'll need to accomplish and the challenges that you'll have to overcome between uh, here to here to four. And then you build those out. So you start off, you think about this thing, you think about this challenge, you think about what, what has to be accomplished, you think about this goal, all these m- short mid-range goals to get you to your inevitably long-range goal, and then you start doing research, and you start writing it down. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you do this today, you will begin it. You will begin it. It will start. Once you do this, it's almost as though you can't stop. So whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, uh, whatever goal you have in your life, whether it be a financial goal, whether it be a business goal, whether it be a, a, a body goal uh, of, of losing weight or getting in shape or whatever it happens to be, you start this and you will immediately put pressure on yourself to do it. But the thing is, it becomes real and you start engaging in the learning of what is necessary to make it happen. And the more you learn about it, the more reasonable it becomes. And once you get there, you almost can't stop. But the courage to begin it, that is the challenge. And so uh, be aware that, you know, I come in contact, as all of us do, with a lot of different personalities. And sometimes you will you will meet people who are just, you know, they, they don't want to hear what you have to say. They don't want to. And you know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing. I can tell you that that when when I was young, when I was there and even still to some degree, I meet most challenges with absolute aggression. I don't want anybody to tell me something that I can't do something. I don't like it. I don't listen. And if they tell me if they tell me that I can't be done, that I just talk louder because I, I am going to do it and I don't want to hear it. And, and now if they want to offer guidance, they want to tell me the challenges that they've had. They want to tell me how they overcame those things. Hey, I love that. I'm wide open. But you have to, you have to have that attitude because as I already just mentioned, you cannot take your advice from average people who have had average results and average success because if that's what you're looking for, then you probably don't have many goals because that's what's typical out there. You've got to surround yourself with people who have already done the thing and maybe even done the thing successful multiple times. There's a book that I just encouraged one of my students in class yesterday to read, and it's certainly a financial book it's ray dalio's principles and it's it's uh, he the, he is the most successful hedge fund manager uh in existence in in history and and the guy is a thinker it's it's not about uh how to how to make more money in investing it's not about that at all it's about life principles and it's about the very things that we're talking about and he 
he describes an idea meritocracy, which I think is just, I mean, these, this particular book is a book that is, that is, uh, 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 what, uh, a recipe for life, certainly a recipe for building a business. And I've done, as I've told you many, many times on this show, I purchased the book. I highlighted the things that I thought were meaningful within the book when I, when I physically read the book. Uh, typically, guys, I, I don't want you to highlight more than two things in that, on that book. And then I listen to the audio component and I try to do that 10 times for the things that I think are meaningful. Let me tell you what, Ray Dalio's book is meaningful. And, that means when you're doing dishes, when you're vacuuming, when you're sweeping, when you're mowing the lawn, when you're driving down the road, this is what you're listening to. And you listen to it over and over again, like the words to a song, because this becomes your association and your, your environment. You create it. Uh, in any event, he talks about the fact that everybody's got an opinion, but who cares? You know, just because you're, li- you're living and breathing and existing doesn't mean that your opinion means anything. If, if I want to ask someone's opinion about something that I want to do, I want to, I want to talk to somebody who has done the thing that I'm looking to accomplish successfully three times. And then I want to, want to talk to them and challenge them and, and determine if they can describe why they were successful, meaning as opposed to just being lucky. And by doing that, you learn very, very quickly. And here again, it becomes real to you. So I would say that in your goals, if you, are looking to to provide yourself with with meaning through your associations and your environment that you want to be around people who have already done the thing that you're looking to accomplish and they've done it successfully more than once now obviously that doesn't mean you want to be talking to somebody who's lost a hundred pounds uh, or more three different times because every time they've done it they've gained the weight back <laughs> but you know if somebody has duplicated something let's say in a business or somebody has 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 flipped uh, houses because that's the business you want to be in and they've done it successfully and 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 had a margin of you know 20% or 30% margin and they've done it successfully three consecutive times well now you're talking to somebody who has at least a sense of what they're doing and if you can sit down with them have some coffee buy them lunch yes you buy them lunch i said and you pick their brain and tell them what would you do differently this time what were your challenges along the way uh and those things are so valuable and the more you do it the more real it all becomes to you so your environment, the people you hang around with. Too often I hear people say, don't forget where you came from. Well, look, if the place that I came from is a negative environment and everybody that I know is broke and miserable and angry, then look, there's nothing I want to do more than forget where I came from, okay? So that whole notion, like you want to pull me down and don't let me forget that, that I, that, you know, don't get too big ahead. You know, you, you're just one of us losers. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Uh, you have to change your environment. You have to be around people who have been successful because it, it makes you believe that you can do it too. I'm all, I'm always going to say that even all the people that I've come in contact with who are successful, they are not successful in area, in every area of their life. We're human. We all have challenges. And to that degree, it makes us human to one another. So it's, 
it's interesting that when you find people that that you maybe are 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 mentoring from a they're your mentor from afar, meaning you've never really met them, you don't really know them, you just read books about them, and you you know watch some YouTube interviews on them and things like that. That's not real to you. Uh, those people in your mind can very, very quickly begin to walk on water and become more of more of a fixture than a real person. You want to be around people. You want to see their flaws and you want to recognize that although they have challenges, just like everybody, they 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 they, they love, they laugh, they cry and they fail just like everybody else. It's only when you see that that you understand that. Even though they have these same challenges, despite those challenges, they still succeed. And you need to know that they're not all that different from you. And so in so seeing that, you believe you can do it too. That's critical. That is just critical. That's why I've, I've always said that mentoring is the most powerful thing. Uh, you get around people. If you have been successful in an area of your life, the most fulfilling thing you'll ever do is to mentor other people. And the most valuable thing that they'll ever do is to be around you in that way. So don't forget that. You want to give something back. You want to teach people how to fish for life instead of handing them a fish. Uh, you know the adage. Uh, then this is the way you do it. And for those who who are reaching, find somebody who is doing the thing that you want to do, and it's within reach, and see if you can't build a relationship with a, with a few people like that. And believe me, you write this stuff down on paper, you do these things, and in short order, you are on your way. Attitude is everything. Let's take our first break. Accounting and bookkeeping services are no longer just about... Uh, and, where are you and, getting your statistics? Yeah, I'm telling you, where am I getting those statistics? Who, who, <laughs> who said that? You know, uh, and, uh, you know, look, I uh, obviously like everything else. I've got something to say about that, too. Uh, that, <laughs> yes, that, that's all. That's only people who say that are the ones who've been beaten up already. <laughs> and they're just angry about their own personal finances. So that's why they say that. So um, but, you know, back to it. It's because, you know, People come to the conclusion very quickly in life that they can't do it. And that's why people believe they're going to cheap their way to, to, to success, you know, because they come to the conclusion very quickly that they're not going to, they're never going to make a lot of money. Well, I'm never going to make a lot of money. Okay. What? Why? Well, I just, you know, I just can't. Oh God. Do you want me to grab a, a, a shovel and bang you over the head? I, I just, I, I hate this thinking. And so if your environment that you, you, you grew up in, that you are around, is that, you need to get on with it. You need to move on. You need to get away from that. And you flat out need to reject that, that, that stinking thinking. You got to get away from that stuff. Um, <clears throat> one of the most powerful things you can do, uh, it, with this, uh, aggression I talk about is that, you can you can build out your plan at least in the way that I've talked about, and then if 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 this is a, a positive motivator for you, and for some people it is, and for some people it isn't. Uh, but you know the one thing you want to you want to get away from is not is it being the the boy or girl who cries wolf. In other words, every other week you're telling people this big thing that you're going to do, and you never do any of it. I mean, when you say you're going to do something to the outside world, by God, you do it, and you have to be scared to death that you're going to look like a colossal idiot if you don't do it. I mean this. I mean this sincerely. 
because that is the thing that drives you. Maybe it's the fear of what people will think of you. I don't care what people think. Well, I do. (laughs) I do. And I don't want to put something out there and say I'm going to do something and then not do it. And I, I actually, I'll give you an example of this. Um, uh, I in in class, I was fortunate, and 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 uh, I I've, I'm people say this to me often, and so I'm proud of it. Uh, but there's a reason. So let me let me quantify this. Yesterday there was a, a gal in class, and she you know stands up. And she says, "I just don't know how you can know so many things about so many things." <clears throat> and you know because. Because I'm not shut down like a lot of people when, when you know, you're fearful you're veering into somebody's lane. Well, you know, if I'm a real estate person, I don't understand the, the world of mortgage and finance. Or if I'm an insurance agent, I don't understand the law. Or if I'm a, a financial, you know, and it goes on and on and on. And God forbid you might veer into their lane and they'll smite you down like a mosquito. You know, I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I, I don't have any problem veering into your lane. I want to know 80% of what all of these professionals know. I don't need to know every technical aspect because I've got them for that, but I don't have any problem doing that. And I, I, and I, I relish taking, taking professionals to task in their own field that is not my field. I love it. I love it. And, and that's, um, the, the way that I've done that is I have, uh, first of all, try to immerse myself in it because I, I will, I will either begin with, I'm going to do a seminar on this particular thing or I'm going to do a class on this particular thing. Well, but that's not your profession. I don't care. <laughs> and so I will go and, and teach different professionals. And when I do, you know that everybody out there, if you, if you go to a class, if you sat in a class with a hundred people for any type of, of, of professional education, you know that they, that you're, you're trying to figure out whether or not the person at the front of the room knows what they're talking about or not. You know that. And you also know that if they don't, it's going to be found out very quickly. And there'll be one or two people, a handful of people in that class who will continually work hard to find, to find those flaws and make that person look stupid and, and demonstrate that they know more than the person in the front of the room. <laughs> so what does that tell you about teaching a class? Tells you you better know your stuff. Now, uh, several years ago, I was fortunate uh, to be asked to teach a, a class uh, for attorneys. This is quite some time ago, and I've done it many times since. But I remember preparing for this class, and I was told that I was one of only four non-attorneys who had ever done a class for for these attorneys. So that was a, a quite a quite a big thing. And I remember as I was trying to develop the class, uh, my wife saying to me, "You're an idiot." You are insane to, to get up in front of a group of people. Don't you know that these are, these are the type of folks who just, who just love to make people look stupid and take them to task? They're gonna, they're gonna get you into deep water, into the technical aspects of something you talk about, and you're gonna wanna crawl out of there on your hands and knees. <laughs> and this is really what she said to me. Thank you, honey. Yeah. And I, I, you know, of course, me being aggressive. No, I won't. And I, and she left the room and I sat there in my chair and I went, Oh my God, she's right. And I freaked out and I thought, Oh my gosh, I better learn this stuff backwards and forwards and sideways. I better make certain that I am very calculated in the, in the topics that I, that I talk about and how far I go in one direction or the other so that I don't get out of my realm. 
And let me tell you what that fear did. It caused me to learn at an accelerated pace. I was scared to death that here I had worked so hard to develop this credibility to the extent that somebody who was a major partner in a law firm helped me get in to do this class, and now I could diminish or destroy every bit of credibility I had because I didn't know what the heck I was talking about or I didn't know enough about what I was talking about. So, wow. Did that force me to learn? So when you hear me talk, folks, about learning to become comfortable being uncomfortable and learning at an accelerated pace by putting yourself out there for fear that you might fail, this is what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And so, you know, today I teach classes to CPAs. I teach classes to attorneys. I teach classes to financial advisors. I teach classes to mortgage brokers and bankers. I teach classes to real estate agents. Uh, you know, I'm in the ins- insurance agents, all these folks. And not only do I get asked to do seminars for them, but I also actually teach technical classes for continuing education. Well, let me tell you what. You better know what you're talking about. When you spend the time with these people and you hear them converse and you hear the students within a class argue a point back and forth, there's nothing that's going to teach you faster than doing that and being a party that, to that conversation and, and being reasonably intelligent within that conversation. So these are things that you've got to put yourself out there. Now you, you, we all know people who are the loudest mouths in town, but when somebody talks about something that they don't understand or know, surprisingly, these people don't say anything because they're scared to death. They're going to look stupid by opening their mouths. Well, this is kind of what I'm talking about. You'll, you'll shut anybody down if they don't learn these things quickly. So the best way to learn is to teach that's obvious and you have to put yourself out there and put yourself in a position where you could potentially fail and that should drive you and that's why i say you can't just throw things out there and become okay with not doing the thing if you put yourself out there and you say i'm going to do this thing well then guess what by god you better do it and that was that that's been the case with each business that i've started that's been the case with hey that's been the case with this radio show you know producing and putting this radio show together and coming up with the money the thousands and thousands of dollars per month that this that it costs to put this radio show together to just say one day well i'm going to i'm going to do a radio show and oh by the way you know it's going to cost uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars a year to put this whole endeavor together but i yeah, i'm going to do it huh where are you going to get the money to do that? Who's your sponsor's going to be? What are you going to talk about? Wow. But, you know, the minute you, you begin it and you build it out and you say it, well, you better make it happen. So imagine that once you do that, then you go talk to the first, you know, whomever, business owner whom you are hopeful would be interested in being a sponsor of your show. You go talk to that one person. And if they say yes, you're committed because you may only be one-tenth of the way there in terms of revenue to make that thing, make that, that machine go. But now you've committed to one person who said, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to invest in you. And now if you come back to them three months later and say, oh, yeah, that, that didn't work out, you're going to look like a colossal idiot. And if that doesn't bother you, well, then you aren't going to succeed. You have to become, you have to hate failure, but you can't be afraid of failure. That's another point that we're going to talk about on the other side of the break. We will take our break. We will be right back. And let's talk about the fear of failure. And although it's a terrible thing, you cannot let it stop you. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, welcome back, everybody. How are you doing? I hope this is uh, somewhat useful to you and keeping keeping you engaged. Uh, you know, 
failure is a is a is a tool. Uh, failure is a tool, and that's really the way you got to look at it. You have to detest failure, uh, but you cannot let let the fact that you might fail stop you. You have to be determined not to fail, and you have to detest your failures. But you also must recognize that you typically learn the most from your failures. So when you put yourself out there, you you do everything short of killing yourself to avoid failing, and and you have to have that in you. Uh, to to do that, to be willing to do whatever is necessary to avoid failure. But when and if it happens, don't say all is lost. Don't become beaten and demoralized, at least not too long. Uh, and then step back, look at that failure, and think about the things that you could have done differently so that you can overcome it and fix the problem. You know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting uh, things to be different or when in fact, you know, you've not made any adjustments. So the failures are while you don't want them and while you certainly are going to work very hard to avoid them, don't think that that's the end all. And if you fail once, well, then you're done. And, and that's, that's why I keep talking about programming your mind to anticipate and expect success. Uh, a point that I've, I've always tried to make is that you, have got to expect success. It's not enough to hope. It's not enough to wish. It's not enough to pray about something. It's that I just expect that I'm going to succeed. Now, you know, in in light of that, let me tell you this. I am, uh, and I've had conversations with my eldest son, but um, we want to start, uh, I, I would like to start uh, a school for professional development. And the fact that I've just put that out here in the airwaves is not lost on me. I expect to do it. And you watch from this day forward. You remember this because I will do it. We will do it. And this is a brand new business. So to my brother-in-law out there, so what are you doing now? <laughs> That's my brother-in-law always. So what are you doing now? <laughs> Just trying to keep up with it. Yeah, man. And, and, uh, but uh, we're going to do it. You know, I've been doing classes for decades. I have. And, um, you know, it, it has been a, a wonderful thing in the affiliations that I've had. But you know what? I can do these on my own. I've, I've learned enough now at this point. And I do have some frustrations with 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 um, some of the the other other uh, some of the lackluster uh, education that's out there. You know, people showing up. You know, uh, expecting that they're going to fall asleep. And by God, they don't do that in my class. Let me just tell you, that ain't happening in my class. But uh, it does happen. And, you know, it, I, I, I want to do something different. I've got a passion and a vision for something different. And I've already started building it out. I've already started building out the, out the, the classes. And in light of what we've been talking about here, how did I begin it? Exactly the way I'm telling you. Exactly. Um, who are the professionals that I wanted to teach classes for? I wrote them down. What are the topics that I think they might be interested in that, that I believe they're, they're lacking or missing or could be beneficial? I wrote those down. Then I created a new piece of paper for every one of those and I started building out the elements within, within that class. And then I started thinking about all the things that would have to be accomplished to do this ongoing. Where would the venue be? How much would, would this cost? Who am I going to have to work with? Who, all those things. Things. And it's going to happen. And it's just like this show. It's going to happen. I think we've been on the on the air, including this station and the other station that we actually began it with. I think we're now going on our eighth year, you know, and prior to that, 
you know, I, 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 I tell you folks, I was born with a, with a cleft palate. I had seven surgeries on my mouth and throat um, by the time I was five years old. And uh, the idea that, that a, a kid who, who got teased mercilessly in elementary school was ever going to be on the radio talking and have a radio show and be up in front of people teaching classes and doing seminars and making his living with his voice, tell you what, that, that, was, <laughs> that was not even reasonable to consider that. So remember something, everything, everything is possible. And uh, today... I, I can see the reaching. I know it can be done. And I know that because I've done these things other times, I've set out to do something that, that maybe would seem impractical to others. I know I can do it. And I know when I put myself out there, as I've just done, and said I'm going to do it, I'm not going to look stupid. I won't, I won't, uh, I'm not going to drop the ball. And yet on the flip side of that, I'm fearful that I might. And that, that fear, um, you can't let it shut you down. You can't let it stop you. You have to use the fear of failure to drive you and then know that, you know, if God forbid something goes wrong and I'm not able to succeed, I'm going to shake myself off. I'm going to figure out what it is that I did wrong. Maybe I'm going to consult with other people who've experienced the same thing and have already overcome it and see how they overcame it and what challenges they had along the way. And then I'm going to formulate my plan and I'm going to move forward. So when I talk about aggression, look, I'm going to do it. That is the aggression. It's in my voice. That's my mindset. That's what you must have. So if you're sitting in your car, if you're sitting in your house and you're dreaming about doing something different or achieving greater things than you are right now, I'm trying to give you a blueprint without getting too technical, given that I don't know the things that you want to do and I don't know enough about that. But I'm trying to tell you that this is what I have done. And if you want to do whatever it is, I think this is a great way to start. And the minute that pen or pencil hits the paper and the minute you start writing, that's when it begins right there. So the courage to pull it out the piece of paper and put the pen in your hand, that alone is significant. So whatever it is you want to do, folks, um, it's up to you. But attitude is everything. And remember that that uh, hanging around with people who are successful, much more so than you are, can be very uncomfortable. I understand. I did it. And, you know, uh, I remember a time when I, when I, you know, I, I remember looking in the mirror and literally thinking who in the world would ever do business with me. I, I had a family who was dependent upon me. I was trying to become a business person in the business world. I didn't have suits. I didn't know how to dress. I didn't speak the language of business. And yet I had to find a way to do it because I was scared to death I was going to fail because my family was depending upon me. So if you're there, I understand. But you can do it. You can do it. Uh, and don't let anybody tell you you can't. Uh, meet things with, with, with that aggression that I talk about. That doesn't mean you walk around with a pissed off attitude. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying you're adamant that, that you're going to make it happen and nothing and no one is going to stop you. And if the environment that you're in, uh, the family that you grew up with, the people that you hung with your whole life, if they're problematic, if they're, if they're a challenge to that inevitable conclusion that you're looking, well, then you need to separate yourself. 
You know, drug addicts don't do well when they go through treatment and go right back to the same environment that, that put them in that situation in the first place. Is that not true? So why is it any different as it relates to the stinking thinking of the of the average person who doesn't believe that there's opportunity in America, doesn't believe that there's any potential for success? I'm going to tell you right now, I, I just I don't even get this whole notion that, you know, uh, you know, there's there's no there's no opportunity here. Are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? You know, if, 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 if you, if you are sitting there right now, whomever you are, wherever you are, and you don't believe that you can make a six figure income, I mean, because to me, that's nothing. Anybody can do that. If you can't, if you don't believe you can do that, then you better get your mind straight. You better change your thinking and get out of the environment that you're in because it is depressing and sad for anybody who thinks that. I don't care. I don't care if you're, you're making 10 or 15 bucks an hour. There are great opportunities for you. There are things that you can bring to the world. You have something to give. You have gifts. You have things that people are willing to pay for. And believe me, there's, when you have something, there's always somebody willing to pay for it. There always is. Uh, but it's your attitude that has to change. It isn't the world yet that has to change. You don't have to protest. You don't have to vote. You don't have to do any of these things that you think are going to change the world to make it accommodating for you. The world is already accommodating, but it's only accommodating to people who are willing to work and think and believe. So if you change your mindset, you can do it. But I know that there's people listening to this who are just absolutely rejecting everything I've said. And most likely they've already changed the channel because this is such an affront to the way they want to they wanna think and believe. Everything is possible. Everything is doable. Uh, but it is your attitude. And America has, has opportunity as she always has. And that's why I have such great, uh, love for my brothers and sisters in the military because we fought for this. You know, this is what we, what we served our country for and we believe in it. And uh, the good old USA still provides if, but it doesn't give anybody a free ride. It's not something for nothing. And you don't get to get in line, be a cog in the wheel, and everybody succeeds. <laughs> uh, that has never been the case, and it never will be, you know. And, uh, you know, if you think you get to go to work and work a 40-hour-a-week 40, 40 job, and then life is is your oyster, and the world opens up to you, and you live the lifestyle of the rich and famous, or even have a reasonable life, I don't even know that you can that you should expect that. You've got to do more. You've got to have more. And there, and the water level of the bathtub is just going to get higher. It isn't like everybody who succeeds is taking from everybody else. That's such a pathetic mentality. Get out there, you know, put that pen to paper, make your plan, get it done, begin it. <clears throat> the, the, uh, other thing that I would say to that, again, I've said it in many different ways, but I will say it specifically. You do want to, right as you begin this plan with your pad and paper, you want to immediately start meeting with and interviewing people who are doing it and have a list of questions and be prepared to take notes. You show up for a meeting with somebody who you know you can benefit from their knowledge and wisdom and experience. You don't show up without being prepared to take notes. You're not going to remember it when you get out to your car. You make certain that you take detailed notes. I go to meetings and I walk away with three pages of notes. And I do that on behalf of my client who should be doing the same thing. And they walk out the door and they've got two little scribble issues on the page, you know, maybe two sentences on the whole freaking page. Look, that, are you not serious about this? What's, what's the deal? 
So for uh, for you guys who are going to take the time to actually implement these things that I'm talking about, and you know, out of a thousand people, maybe five people are actually going to do this, and out of those five people, maybe two people will actually see it through. But for you two people who see it through, I hope that this is meaningful. I hope that it that it that it helps you. And this is the way I've done things my my whole life. And despite what everybody's told me, can't be done, tried it, it won't work, I know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'd say, yeah, but this is, this person did it. So yeah, I, I hear you. You failed at it and it didn't work out for you, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means you didn't make it work. Hope this is helpful, guys. Um, if you have any questions, if you want to attend any of my classes, by all means, shoot me an email. My email address is Todd, T-O-D-D at ask, A-S-K, Todd, T-O-D-D, and my last name, Rooker, R-O-O-K-E-R, dot com. That's Todd at asktoddrooker.com. Uh, I would love to have you in a class. I would love to have you as a client. Uh, and I would be happy to be one of the people that you interview and take out to lunch if you so choose. But uh, <clears throat> always remember, it is all about your attitude. Uh, and the challenges that you that you uh, overcome, those are the things that are going to build your confidence and self-esteem. You've got to overcome things. You've got to prove to yourself that you can do it. Uh, for parents who are out there, remember that you don't help your children when you do things for them. You don't help your you don't help anyone when you do things for for people. What you do is you provide them with tools to help them overcome things themselves, and by doing that, they build a healthy self esteem and the confidence. When you do things for people and they don't get to do it for themselves, you quite literally are robbing them of the self esteem that they would derive from finding a way to overcome those obstacles on their own. And now you wind up with somebody who has less confidence and is not the type of person who's a self-starter. So remember that. Everybody has great potential in the good old USA. Just keep your attitude good. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.